still mm-hmm. that one thing is still enough. Like to me, it's, that's pretty mind blowing. You know what I mean? It's like if there's a football team that has like like an average defense, like their defense is 14th in the league or 10th in the league, but their offense scores 80 points a game, yeah. all yeah. passing. Right, they got no run game. Like the runs are okay. They get a yard or two, and they need them, but they just pass for like eighty points a game. Yeah, you don't say. Well, that's like it's still even hard to say that's the greatest team of all time, right? Welcome to it's just bodybuilding of Scort. Of course, we have our uh, producer Scott McNally and Dusty Hanshaw here. I'm Big Ron Partlow, and uh, remember, Mutant supports the show. So use those um, that mutant code Big Ron Twenty or Dusty Twenty if you're worldwide. in North America or just North yeah. America. I am mutant.com. and of course, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Ring the bell, ring ring the bell, the bell. a lot. Well, just one What's time. What's the topic today? I think if you yeah, ring it twice, you unring it. So unring it. one times. or three All times. All odd numbers. <laughs> yeah. One, three, or five. These are your options. Don't ring it yeah. twice. That's fucked. Yeah. Plus, if, you're OCD, you rang if you're OCD, pick an odd number <laughs> to make sure Stick that you leave it. it on. Okay. That's it. Okay. What, Scott has a topic for us today. Yeah, we got a question, um, and we were discussing it before the show. I'm pumped about this one. It's actually bodybuilding. Uh, the topic was, uh, where does Big Rami rank in the best physiques of all time? I mean, he's got to be up there, obviously, because he's a Mr. Olympia, right? So by the IFBB standards, he is one of the best. Where do we put them against like him against everybody else? And I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about this one. The, the reason Just why I'm... I'm- yeah, this is a difficult question, and I'm upset about this question because it's gonna make us it's gonna make us work and think <laughs> yeah, a lot, and then well, like second guess what I've said, and then I'll remember another bodybuilder that I forgot to include in my initial rant. Yeah, yeah, this could get this could be a problem. What if and I also we up- didn't get any warning? We didn't get any warning on this one. No, like, no it's not like I had, you know. Two days to prepare for this conversation. This is going to be tough. What if I pull up like a list of all the winners? Dude, I don't even need the winners though, because the problem is I got people that aren't winners I put before him. Mm, mm. Oh, so we're getting right into it, Dusty. Okay. (laughs) Fucking right we are. You know me. I get right to it. I'm fucking ready. No, but here's the the thing, because you guys are thinking, so you're thinking Mr. Olympia, right? Yeah. But my argument is, Flex Wheeler, are you going to say that Rami is more of a icon in the sport than Flex Wheeler? Well, Kevin the question Lebroni? is greatest physique of all time. So I know, but that's but that's part of. Yeah. But I'm based on physique, so I mean, yeah. you know, here's the way I look at it. If somebody said to me, um, as a bodybuilder, you want to look like Lavroni or Rami, I'd be like Lavroni, Wheeler, Laron, or 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 Rami Wheeler. Yates, okay. Yates. You see what I'm saying? So that, like, I guess the issue is, is to me, because he's never brought it all the way together. Um, it, it's it just doesn't shock for me because, for example, let's let's list another freak that, and again, I'm not rating him above, but you know, there's other freaks that haven't put all the way the bit together that blew me away more, like a Marcus Rule. Hmm. Marcus Rule at his best at the Night of Champions. 
knocked you on your ass. You yeah. can't say that Rami has ever knocked you on your ass. Now, granted, you have an expectation of him that's super, super high. Mm. But like even the pictures I'm seeing right now that they're putting up, everyone's like, oh, wow. I'm like, I guess as I ramble on and say absolutely nothing, we've been hurt by the fact that my first Mr. Olympia that I saw for six years straight of me going to the Olympias was Ronnie Coleman. And that just hurts yeah. every view of every freak after that, hmm. you know? So I got to take a minute to figure out where I would rank, rank him, but I can absolutely say on just knee jerk, it's not in the top 10. Well, I would definitely say I would put, I would put Ronnie before him. Right. Then Jay Cutler. I'd definitely mm -hmm. put Jay before him. What about, you know, Brandon Curry, since we're talking about like more, I'm going to go to modern Olympias. Would you put Brandon Curry at his best before him? Because you've got two very different physiques at this point. Mm -hmm. I feel like the thing with Rami and like, I don't mean to bag on Rami, but he wins like he wins purely on size. There's nothing yeah. about his physique like it's not like his shape is better than everyone else's. It's not like his symmetry is better than everyone else's. His conditioning certainly isn't better than everyone else's. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he is just simply so humongous in person. Again, the armchair people that have never seen Rami on stage. Rami guest yeah. posed at a show that I emceed and he was 335 pounds. And I was like literally five feet away from him while he was posing. Like, and they don't realize how huge yeah. he is. He is overwhelming these guys. That's why he's winning. And people see the mm -hmm. pictures and they're like, oh, Hattie doesn't even look that much smaller than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are photos. Yeah. Hattie's conditioning really helps him look bigger in, in the photos, obviously. But in person, it's just, it's fucking crazy. He's humongous. So that's mm -hmm. why he's winning. Yeah. If you look at, if you look at like, you know, Phil Heath, was Phil Heath outsizing anyone? No, oh, no, not, not really. really. He was out bettering everyone in every way. You know what I yep. mean? Like, there's so much more dominance in, you know, the conditioning, the shape, the structure, all that stuff for a guy like Phil. Whereas Rami is purely like an 11 out of 10 in the size department. And it's too much for the other guys to make up right now. We've never That's seen kind of been to me. anything quite like that at the Olympia level, I think. I mean, no, I, I, I know that no. we had big guys, but there's just I, I would I would argue that he does have shape, honestly. I mean, it's oh, he's not, got good shape. You know, yeah, he yeah, does. yeah. It's not no, no, bad shape. He's got great shape for his size, especially, you know, it is yeah. mind warping it in, like you said, but especially in person. Yeah, but it's not better than Brandon Curry's shape. Right. And 10 other guys' shape. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's several guys yeah. in that top group that have a, you know, like Hunter's shape is amazing. And, you yeah. know, there's lots of guys mm. in great shape. So it's just the size thing is why he's there. And I don't know if that's enough to put him in, like Dustin said, top 10. Um, you know, like I'd say in the top five to top 10 area is very difficult for me to put Rami. Um, just because of how much more complete I see some of the other guys in history, like Phil Heath would definitely be above him. Yep. There's a lot more to offer. Phil Heath, Phil Heath's physique has a lot more to offer to me 
um, than Rami's does in the detail and the completeness of it, all that stuff. Um, you know, and there's, you just start adding guys to the list and you, does he make the top five or top 10? And then is the size enough? Like, is it, is the size so crazy that he does make the top five or top 10 best physiques of all time? Like, is that enough? Cause to me, right. when I think of all time greatest physiques and stuff, Dusty's right. I'm not just thinking of Olympia winners because mm -hmm. there's guys that got blocked from winning Olympias by Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, buddy. And there's guys that got blocked from winning Olympias by Dorian Yates. Yeah. And they may have won other Olympias easily if those guys had not been there, you know? So, um, yeah, it's a, it's tough. I, I'm not sure if he makes my top, my top 10. Uh, I don't think he makes my top five for sure. He doesn't make my top five. Top 10 is tough. And, you know, the era is also just like I think of how Marcus looked at his best. And I just think like, mm -hmm. like Rami's just a little prettier, I guess, than Marcus. Is Rami prettier than Marcus? Like, what's the difference? Marcus was sometimes right. in almost like harder condition. Sometimes. I mean, Marcus didn't always have his glutes ripped. Rami's getting his glutes in. So there's a definite, yeah. that's a definite big deal. But Marcus had his glutes ripped a few times and he was still like 10th, you know? Yeah. So it I wasn't enough back then to be just big. That's hmm. the thing is like, yeah. when you think of, <clears throat> here, here's my comparison back then. Think of how good Nasser was, but then think like uh, Jean-Pierre was bigger than Nasser, but he was never going to win in Olympia ever yeah, if you think yeah, yeah. muscle to muscle body part to body part he was bigger he had a bigger back he had bigger arms he, like everything was bigger but he was not put together better you know what i mean and i think that that's where it's changed and in grand like you said rammy is put together well but i think phil is a cheating example but say to yourself okay who out conditioned phil in his prime at the olympia the answer is nobody nobody okay who had who, who had better muscle quality nobody Okay, who carried themselves better on stage? Nobody. Okay, who presented himself better? Nobody. Okay, he won at every single thing. So it that made it easy. I mean, I would have a hard time, to be honest, in hindsight, when I'm thinking of, like, the top two, three guys ever, I can't just slam the door anymore. I'm like, Ronnie or Phil? Like, because they were yeah. equally as dominant in their prime. It's very hard. I mean, I still lean towards Ronnie, but it would have been a hell of a show to see them stand next to each other at their best. Yeah, it would. Because it's like they were so dominant above everyone else. I think guys were coming to the Olympia when Phil was his prime also to compete for second. Like, I don't think anybody actually thought they were coming to beat him once he took the title. It was like, all right. You know, kind of like that old Dexter Jackson, Ronnie Coleman thing. All I'm saying is I'm here for second. And Triple H <laughs> is like, second? It's like, well, that's fucking Ronnie Coleman. So, yeah. You seen that <laughs> <Yes>. guy? Second. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a great question, though, because it, it does make you wonder. But I, I do. I think when I think of the best physiques of all time, I need all of it. And I, and I am a freak, you know, competitor. that Like, I, I'm somebody who enjoys the freak show the most. But when it comes down to the best of all time, I think that's what made them the best is Dorian was a freak, but pick him apart. He was also the most conditioned. He was also the driest. He was also the fullest. Yeah. Like he was winning on all things. So was, you know, so was Haney. So was Ronnie. So was Jay when he was in it. I mean, they were really winning on multiple things. And like Ron said, Rami's only winning for one reason. 
If there was a guy that was nearly as big as him but had the other things, he would not win. And I think that's why when he wins the Olympia, it's not that exciting for me because I haven't left an Olympia in years and been like, holy shit, you know, because we're still waiting for him to bring that other factor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Last last year it was like, okay, well, he's got all this time now, so now we can really expect it. And then we were like, wah, wah, wah. You know what, though? You I'll know? tell you what. that Because I feel like in one way – it almost sounds like this conversation is very disparaging to Rami, but that said to think that the one thing that he is really good at, he is so good at it that he's currently the best in the world. Like even not being great at the other stuff, it's still mm -hmm. that one thing is still enough. Like to me, it's, that's pretty mind blowing. You know what I mean? It's like if there's a football team that has like, like, an average defense, like their defense is 14th in the league or 10th in the league, but their offense scores 80 points a game, yeah. all yeah. passing, right? They got no run game. Like the runs are okay. They get a yard or two and they need them, but they just pass for like 80 points a game. Yeah. You don't say, well, that's like, it's still even hard to say that's the greatest team of all time, right? A real football guy would be like, well, they got their defense is only fucking middle of the road. It's hard to say they're the best yeah. team of all time. And you're like, yeah, but they're winning by 80 points. You go, well, yeah, they're winning now, but you know, historically they're not the best team of all time. Like this is yeah. a similar it is. argument. That's a good analogy. And, and you still have to give them credit for winning at the time. Like they are winning now. They are beating everyone yeah. now. They're outscoring everyone now. And they're not too worried about their defense because they score 80 points a game. Right. Yeah. So it's like, they're doing what they got to do to win, which you got to give credit for. But to be looked back on historically as like greatest teams of all time, obviously this is a football reference. So if you're thinking greatest teams of all time, you got to be the total package, you know? Yeah. It's got to right. be that total package. Who had the, you know, right down to the safety and the kicker, like who's the best team of all time. Right. And so I guess when we're thinking best physique of all time, I'm thinking the same way, like, you know, from the calves to the traps, I'm kind of just, you know, you got to have, you got to have like, a real package when it's all time listing, you know, it's not just about wins. Hmm. Yeah. But you also have to factor in when you have an expectation, right? Because you do have an expectation and he's yet to hit it. You know, where I was on the flip, let's talk about a year ago, almost literally now when, when you have the classic physique, Mr. Olympia walk out and remind everyone who the fuck he is. You know, I mean, you know, he walked out and you're like, well, that was fun. Y'all can stay backstage now because you're not beating Bumstead. He was bananas. And I think that that's what, for me as a fan, that's what I'm waiting for. I would love to have to bring up this conversation again in seven weeks. And be like, so about that comment, now we're going to have to re-talk where he lands in the list. You know what I mean? That would be uh, awesome. You know, because yeah. all he has to do is nail, I mean, hell, if he just brought one other thing, like Ron said, now you got to talk about it. It's like, well, now you're you're also the biggest and you're the most shredded. Yeah. Fine. Imagine if they put, imagine if they, you know, first call out, they go, Hottie, Brandon, Rami, and the three of them come out. And it's immediately apparent that Hottie is not harder than Rami. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's immediately apparent that Brandon's shape and structure aren't, better than Rami's because this year he's just got it all pulled together. Like, you know, that would be something else. That'd but be crazy. as it sits now, I sort of expect 
you know, I expect Hottie to be in better condition than Rami, and I expect Brandon to be prettier than Rami. But I just now it's up to how much mass is Rami going to have compared to those two guys? Is it going to be enough to do what he's been doing for the last two years? Yep. So that's the that's the part about the conversation. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love I'd love for Chad to text me and go, "I saw your show. You guys are fucking wrong." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love that. You know what I mean? And if anyone can do it, obviously uh, Chad Chad likes to do that. So it would be cool. It'd be cool if this was his uh, his two thousand three Ronnie year where he shows up <laughs> right. and everyone goes. Oh, you know, like this yeah. is what's been, you know, that would be mm-hmm. something else. He's got I a lot of fans. You, you, you stop expecting it once someone has missed a couple of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The first that's year was, it was short time, you know, yeah, yeah, that's exactly why 03 worked so well because a lot of people thought that he, that Ronnie was lost in 01, was a coin flip to Kevin in 02. And then Jay was coming back in 03 to take his title. And then Ronnie said, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that's why it was so shocking. And I I would love that experience again because I can say from being at that show, I I will remember him walking out for the rest of my life because my brain was just like, (laughs) yeah, what is that? I mean, the guy, Scott, the guy in front of me literally laughed. Yeah, you just started laughing because it's like your brain couldn't figure out what it was you were seeing. And, you know, then you find out after the fact that he literally put on almost 50 pounds of mass between the the year before his Olympia and was in better shape. Yeah. Yeah. I I would I would love for anyone to do that this year. And I'm going to throw this in randomly. I'm not going to be shocked if Brandon's the one that does it. When we saw him, when we saw him at the fucking expo in Dubai, I was like. I put I hit my arm on his shoulder and I was like, "Okay, that's different." Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Brandon oh, yeah. was Brandon was the biggest I've ever seen him when he came to say hi to us. Huh? No kidding. Yeah. Like he goes, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And he comes in and you know, we took a quick picture and he chatted with us for a minute. Yeah, and I remember just thinking like, "Fuck, dude! Like, you're humongous." No kidding. Like, yes. And like you know, Brandon. Brandon's a big guy, obviously. Like fucking big, huge. Mr. Olympia, but you know, I'm used to being around huge people, and obviously, like, he's not the biggest pro ever, right? You know, yeah. he was big, like, that's a lot. I for just him, wasn't, yeah, I wasn't used to Brandon looking like that, you know. So, and then Dusty said, He's like, I touched his, I patted him on the back, and it was like patting a table, like, yeah, he was yeah. humongous. That's so, cool to hear. I'm excited for that. I'm a Brandon yeah. fan, and I, I would like to yeah. see. I would yeah. love to see him recapture it. You know, the thing the is, there's so many. There's so many good people there. You know, in in the Olympia that I would yeah. love to see do it. But I'd like to see Brandon do it. What were you saying though? Oh, I was just say the first thing that happened when he walked away was Dusty looked at me. He goes, "Man, it, you know, nothing against anybody, but it would be so great to see Brandon win it back." That's cool. cool. It really yeah. would. It would be a win. He's got the gray in his beard now. You know, he's yeah. He's you know, he, it would be a real, real win for, for, you know, the vets, the, the, the vet win, you know, hell yeah, the, the, sure. The, kind of the winning it back would be a, a great thing for Brandon. I don't know how many more years he's going to go. Yeah. You know, he's been at it a while. A long um, while. It would, be, it would, it would be awesome to see him get another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially now that, you know, Dexter's out of the game now and, and, you know, <laughs> uh, would, you know, cause you know, there's only a small number of guys that have that single win, right? You know, yep. And you always think, "Fuck!" You know, if if they can do it once, they can do it twice. You know, he's beaten Rami before. Yeah. You know, so 
we'll just have to have to see what happens. But Brandon looked very good and very healthy and very confident. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, he was a, for him. he was a good Mr. Olympia too, as far as he like put himself out there, even when he was tired, you know, like he had such yeah. a good personality and heck man, like he was doing our podcasts and stuff. Like he, you know, he didn't have a problem putting himself yeah. out there. I mean, he really yeah. gave back to, to the community. So I, re- that's one of the things like he really won me over with the way he carried himself. There's people really, that I can't even get a hold of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like to invite them on the show. Like, I can't even get a hold of them. Yeah. And then Brandon's like, Hey, I want to come on your guys' show. Yeah. That yeah. sort of shit. And you're like, fuck, you know, it's awesome. It really so, is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did we actually rank him anywhere or did we just talk in circles? We talk in circles like we always do. We never actually answer any questions ever. Yeah, no. They're going to start to realize we don't actually know anything soon. <laughs> so the answer is the answer is he doesn't make my top five. And he might make my top ten just based on the fact that he is like. Based off passing. Fucking humongous. You know, the a ma- massive amount of tissue on the, on his body is unbelievable. And he's two-time Mr. Olympia. So, yeah, for he's me, in there somewhere. For me, he's, he's not in my top 10. And if he came in and, 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 came and shocked me at the Olympia this year, he could find himself in the top four. Like, he could jump right. quickly by just nailing it once. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's right. where I'm at. It's interesting because, you know, I think back to, like, toward the end of Phil, there were people that still really liked Phil. There's a whole lot of people that didn't like Phil. Right now, in like Jay Cutler, like a lot of people liked Jay. It's real polarized right now because I've, I, you know, when I've talked about Rami before, there are people that are like die hard Rami fans. Like, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about. He's the best thing that ever happened to bodybuilding. And then there's other people that are like, oh, he looks terrible. He doesn't have any shape or whatever. You know, like people have negative things to say. And then there's the people that mm-hmm. are like, I don't care who you are, or what you think. Rami is the best ever. So it's, it's interesting right. where we're at right now with bodybuilding. It's, I mean, obviously the subjective thing comes into it. You know, like I said, I think he's winning because his offense is scoring a hundred points a game. Right. Yeah. Um, right. That sort of thing. The, because at the end of the day, I still don't see him as pleasing. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in any, I don't think he's too big. I love the freaks. Like I'm a Marcus Rule fan, Dory Nates fan, Nasser fan, but he's still not nearly as balanced in some ways like his quads are what the biggest quad sweep we've ever seen on anyone and then he kind of has weak calves and right that's very noticeable to me like you know you look at a guy like hunter who has great quads and crazy calves it just seems so much more visually complete to me and i understand that he loses on overall mass but like I said, when you're making that greatest of all time list, I just, I, I don't want to look anywhere on your body and see something missing. Like I even want to think, man, your forearms are real fucking big too. You yeah, know, that right. greatest of all time list is just kind of, I don't know. There's something about it. You know, Rami's got some things he's, he's got to bring up for me to sort of include him in that list. So he is the freakiest yeah. of all times. We'll do that. Yeah. 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 Most cartoonish. <laughs> You know, obviously two-time Mr. Olympia, but he's he's winning by brute force. Yeah, you know, agreed. 
The passing game. I like that. I like the way you put that. That yeah. was a good analogy. Yeah, it was actually. He's got it a good was, passing game. Just 100 points a game. Fuck yeah. the defense. You know? It works. <laughs> All right. You got, some, okay. you got some Q&A stuff, Ron? Are we going to do some Q&As now? Yes. Are you happy, Scott? You got yourself like a topic? I like that. I think I, I think the people now. will. I think the people will too. You know, except so, for the people who really like Rami, they might not be happy with us. I don't know. No, we'll no. See. So that's emotion. So, <laughs> Dusty and I got to start helping you out more that more with that stuff. I guess if we have a topic beforehand, obviously it helps. Sometimes we wind up ranting about a topic, and then it's easy. You just add the tagline. Oh, watch yeah. us talk about dopamine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So watch actually, wrong, I got a question about off. that. Yeah, for fuck's sake. Um, so I do have a question. Well, not a question, but a comment. Some said, hey, I loved your, your you and Scott talking about dopamine the other day. Oh, yeah. It made me look up Andrew Huberman on YouTube, and I've watched about 10 of his videos now. And wow, it's very eye-opening. I do a bunch of dumb shit that I shouldn't be doing. I was so glad right. he listened to that then, you know? Yeah. So... What did you think, Scott? Did you were you a little more thoughtful afterwards? Were you kind of was it on your mind at all when you were doing stuff? Man, you know did what? It, did well, it come up? It was something I had been looking into a few couple years ago, so it's something that's already really been on my radar. And we we talk about it at the house here on a pretty regular basis, you know, about like so it's it's already been part of my psych, you know, my psychology and how I think. So it not any more than it had before, but I know that feeling because I remember when I first started realizing that. Yeah. What does Victoria have to say about it? She's the same way. Like she took time off of social media altogether. Like she just unplugged from it. And it's kind of a weird thing because, well, right now finishing her PhD, she doesn't need to be like super plugged in and she's not trying to get business and stuff like that. But um, you know, she took time away from that because she didn't want to she didn't want to engage with with it. She's tried. She's very careful with it, you know, and the, the big dopamine thing that I think she's helped me understand is making sure that we're not flooding ourselves with it at the end of the night when we're supposed to be unwinding and getting ready for bed. You know, so many people just mm -hmm. take good sleep habits and good, as we call it nowadays, sleep hygiene. They take it for granted, but sleep is something that you can put a lot of work into to get better at it. And part of that is making sure that you're not flooding your brain with a bunch of dopamine hits, you know, when you're supposed to be unwinding and getting rid of that stuff. Right. Hmm. What did you think, Dusty? You, you watched, did you watch our whole conversation on dopamine? Yeah, no, I, I think that it was, um, I mean, I think it's obviously awesome to, factor but i think it's it's more across the board what we've discussed before which is i think people in general should back off the need to be um just have a constant feeding of outside things to me is is obscene i don't think that like the like if you watch particularly kids because they only know one way they can't sit like they cannot stop if you pause a conversation they will pick up their phone I mean, yeah. literally, like if you were having a conversation with with younger generation and then you were to put a bite of food in your mouth and start eating and then maybe take two bites, they will look at their phone like it's not possible for them. So, no, I think it's enormous. Um, and I think the big another big factor in that regard to as far as not just dopamine, but in general with social media, I think a lot of people should get rid of shit that they don't agree with. 
I see a lot of people that spend time following things they hate huh. or they disagree with and they get worked up on it. And I'm like, you know, you could just not follow that, right? It's not hard. Yeah. Like, right. You know, I feel that way with people. I mean, here, I'll give you guys a prime example. Uh, and I know someone who did it. Chris Aceto. Okay. We are friends. Talk to him all the time. Uh, he doesn't follow me on Instagram anymore. What? I never asked him why because I don't care. But I noticed he doesn't follow a bunch of us anymore. I think he probably just didn't want to have the intake of anything that wasn't strictly something he was looking for. Because I venture into, you know, hating Democrats and things like that. Um, so I think he just nixed it. But it's not personal. I didn't even think about it. When I saw it one day, I was like, oh, that's funny. I assumed it was a probably political thing or whatever. And I don't care. We still text every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm sure he just looked at something and was like, I don't need to pull that into my life anymore. Goodbye. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Right. So, no, I thought it was a great topic. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. They'll like the last thing they do before bed is a dopamine rush. Yeah. They go check on their post, they go see who commented or didn't comment. You know what I mean? There's also the addiction to like going to check your likes and your comments and all that shit. And well, who liked my post? Jesus, get a life. Right. <laughs> Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't follow that part, you know. And if something does upset you, like, obviously, you got to try and control what you allow to upset you. Like, you know, you don't want to be like so sensitive that things are just upsetting you all the time. You know, you might, might need some personal work on that. But there are things that are going to really fucking get us because they just they're just those types of things. You should like don't follow a bunch of that. Yeah. Like don't have it coming up in your feed all the time. You know what I mean? Like people just they 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 allow themselves to just constantly have themselves getting hammered with these, you know, states where they're upset, irritated, and anxious. Mm -hmm. You know? Just chill the fuck out. You know? Follow some nice animal pages that show puppies and shit. Just try to relax a bit. Yeah, like nature is metal. Nature is metal. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice soft core, you know. Just a little tiger ripping some animal apart. No big deal. Yeah. Nature. Yeah. But I'll take it yeah. personal. Yeah. Just nature. The sounds of nature. Yes. Okay. Were we on a question? I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. You, I asked about the dopamine, the Huberman stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We yeah. We were just getting one. into so he, listener questions. He, he had an episode. He had a really good episode about alcohol. Now, I'm not a big drinker at all. Obviously, I hardly drink at all. But I had a lot of people tell me, they're like, fuck, I watched Huberman's episode on alcohol and I don't even want to have a couple beers anymore. Really? Like, huh. Yeah, because they're talking about just like long term over decades and decades. And, you know, these a lot of people, you know, they're, they're watch what he had to say about alcohol and they were like, fuck. Hmm. You know, I might change my ways. You know, some people, you know, even a lot of recreational bodybuilders still pound some, pound some drinks on the weekend. You know, a lot of people like to have a couple oh, yeah. of vodkas, play some, whatever they do, play cards or watch movies or go out for dinner and have a few drinks or whatever. But I knew several people that, uh, that were like, I might just quit drinking completely. Even my brother, who's like 60 year old doctor and he's like, you know, super, super fit cyclist. He was telling me that after watching it, he was like, I might stop drinking. Hmm. You know, and this is like, yeah, he's very healthy and extremely health conscious with like extremely good cardio. Like my brother can cycle a hundred K on a Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, and so yeah, H Huberman's really interesting because he, he doesn't just talk about like, 
you know, oh, alcohol does this to your liver. He talks about like brain chemistry and long-term stuff that it does and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people start to wonder, man, you know, and he does it with everything. He'll make you question what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? So guys, so, do not watch scary. Don't watch his trend yeah. episode. Don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. If you really if you enjoy like your trend. bad habits. <laughs> Yeah. I will not be watching his cigar episode ever if there is yeah. one. I will yeah. avoid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Denial yeah. is my favorite state. Yeah. It's a, it is just a river in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have I have a good okay. question for you guys. Fa yes. Fact or fake? Enhanced males have to have all caps, huge prolonged deficits to actually lose muscle during cuts. Well, I don't like statements that are absolute like that. So I would say false. Mm. I, I mean, <clears throat> have to have. I, that's the term have to have. I mean, you're pretty safe. You, yeah, it's like hard to lose. It's harder to lose muscle. Yeah, and how enhanced are you? Are you on like 400 tests or are you on like 3,000 milligrams of combined anabolics? Because there's yeah. a little bit difference as to how much muscle you can lose. You know, you could almost starve yourself for 48 hours if you're on enough gear and probably not lose any real tissue. Yeah. Right, you might look, you might look smaller, right? Like you, yeah, you, you can get, out and shit. you can get flattened out. And I, I used to think that I had a hard time, like I would lose tissue in my legs because by the end of a diet, my legs were the thing that would go. And it was a lot of it had to do with my cardio, but you know what? My legs would come back. It didn't take like years to grow my quads back. You know what I mean? They like they'd fill back out. So eventually, I realized I just needed to change the way I approached things and not cardio my legs off. Um, but I think, yeah. man, I mean, I I dieted. I told you guys before about the year that I dieted from like I competed at like the mid one nineties. And then I took 18 months off and I competed again and I was, I weighed in at 181. Like I just took it all out and I just kept going and going and going. And that year I'm pretty confident I did lose some muscle. Like six months later, mm -hmm. I still hadn't like gotten back to where I was. But I mean, nobody does that. Like nobody does what I did because like I was already lean, already shredded. And I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm yeah. going to keep going for like three more months just to see, right. just to see. But, you know, I, I don't think that people really lose muscle that much in bodybuilding. I mean, you guys have had to do some hard dieting, I'm sure. Like, you know, it's like... The losing muscle thing is overrated. Yeah. 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 People are too paranoid about that. Well, I got to have a burger. I think I'm losing muscle. It's like, no, no, you're not losing muscle. You're not losing any muscle. You just want a burger. I lost a rep. Yeah, people lose a rep on something and they need a cheat day. I'm like, dude, be prepared to lose some reps, man. <laughs> you both do. Like, you know, Yeah. So I didn't I think, like the wording how of the question, question was but, worded. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say the way the question was worded, I think is where they missed. Cause the answer, what I, I hate to do is I hate putting words in people's mouth, but my assumption is he wants to know is, is it hard to lose muscle when you're on shit? And the answer is yes, you can definitely get away with more. I, I actually am currently working with a client who's getting ready for a show this weekend. And he sent me an email basically saying, Hey, you know, in hindsight, I think we might have made some mistakes because I've lost a lot of weight to get into this condition. <laughs> and I said, yeah, we did make mistakes. You were too fucking fat <laughs> when we started. Yeah. yeah. You didn't lose muscle. Yeah. 
Like I can look at you and tell you that. So, and it was one of those, and I, and that blame for the record, anybody's listening is on me because I've never actually met this guy. And in pictures, I'm sure you guys have had this with a client. They carry their fat so evenly. They don't look that fat. Like you're, you're seeing pictures and you're like, you're in a a good spot. And then you're dieting and dieting and dieting and dieting. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, there was a lot there. Some guys, I mean, we're not like good V taper with a small waist. He's yes. like a good V, yeah. and he doesn't look fat. And you like pull forty pounds off him, and he's still not cut. You're like, yeah, Jesus, you know, yep. you just like baby fat everywhere. Yeah, I've, I've had that, so you know, and, and that's a prime example because I think sometimes that's the other issue. Is I, I told him, I said, you want that to be the problem because you don't want the truth, which is mm. we're not as big as we thought you were, and you're fatter than we thought you were. And that's yeah. okay, you know, because the look is fantastic now. But yeah, so for the question that I'm creating versus the one that you wrote, you do get away with a lot more. I've lost muscle once in a prep, and it was the same thing as you did, Scott. I was peeled out of my mind six weeks out, and we pushed harder. Yeah, just to see, right? It was just like, well, how far can you go? And then, of course, hindsight's amazing. You go compare pictures, and I mean, if I was going to put a Chad Nichols fake percentage on it, I'd be like, okay, so I was 0.05% better. Yeah. I was down 13 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. That's I got a like lot a of half muscle. a striation in my pack. Yeah. It wasn't there yeah. before. In less shape. I lost we like 13 pounds. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy, Scott, is um, that year during that last six weeks, I didn't notice it, but one day, you know, you go and you're doing your lat pull downs so you know where you're your uh, leg rest is supposed to be. I had to <laughs> yeah. bring it down one more. Ooh, yeah. That's and it a never entered my mind that the bones in my leg didn't get shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, sir. There's only one reason that that would go down lower than it's ever been in your life. Yeah. So, and, and it was, my legs were stringy. But, I mean, that, again, was like, you knew what you were doing. I always look at John Meadows when we dis- discuss this, though, just because it was a topic that I think so many people in that little era were like, you can get shredded and eat a ton of food. And I'm like, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> like, not peeled. I'm sorry. You will, you will suffer. But you can get away with yeah. murder. I mean, 40 grams of carbs for me for weeks on end, like per day, <laughs> yeah, was nothing. I didn't even, I was like, oh, okay. That's life. I just would really enjoy those oats when I decided to put them in some point during my day. Yeah. I've had many days like that, like one cup of rice before training. That was it. That was the only carbs. Yeah, you eat those with uh, chopsticks. It lasts longer. Anyways, <laughs> um, you got one, Ron? Oh, yeah. I could pull one up. I was just living off, the, uh, living off the fact that you guys were supplying all the questions, you know, how it goes. Um. Okay. Do do. Oh, can you and Dusty ever get mutant to make your own signature shirt or something? Oh, that's a great idea. No way. So <laughs> why doesn't Dusty tell him what's going on? That's already it's already happening. They actually sent me a video of my signature shirt being made this week. So they were literally like, you know, putting them, screen printing them on, and sent the the video. So stoked to see those. And I think um, they have one. For me, one with Ron, one for um, Jamie, and then obviously one for some little guy named Mr. Olympia. Um, yeah, Clarita. Clarita's got one. Yeah. <laughs> what are they putting on yours? They're putting your uh, uh, fuck attention, earn respect line, right? 
Yeah, we just changed around the way it looks a little bit, and and it's uh, I like what they did. Like I just gave them the only thing I did not do is they asked if I wanted to put my logo on it, and I hate busy shirts. And I looked at the way they yeah. sent it, and I was like, no, it looks perfect. Don't add anything yeah. to this shirt. So, you know, but it looks really good. I love what they did, and Sam and the art department actually is the one that did it. So I was stoked on how I put it together, and I had to yeah. alter it zero times. He sent it yeah, for me it to review, awesome. and I'm like. That's perfect. Cool. Thanks, man. That's cool. <laughs> so, they're, doing yeah. the, they're doing a no plan B shirt for Clarita, his tagline, mm-hmm. you know. And then my Train Like Hell shirt, they already did a shirt with Train Like Hell on the back, but they're going to use that phrase again on a new shirt after they see how good or poorly yours does. We'll see. We might have 20,000 and we have to send, send some more. <laughs> what are we going to do with these? Ron's, Ron's, the shirt say, football teams. Ron's shirt should say giver. Give her, give her, just give her, just give her, just give her, give her what? <laughs> Who is give she? her the D. <laughs> give her the D. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Um, longest you have ever taken trend. Let's just, let's have a confessional. Confessional 12 time. 12 weeks. 12 weeks. I did, um, whoops. He he smokes, Harvey. I lied, by the way. It was 13 weeks because it was eight weeks before the USA's, and then I continued it five weeks into North Americans. So 13 weeks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. High dose, too, 300. I can't remember exactly because it's been been a little while now, but it it was at least... It was at least 12 weeks, at least I'm going to say probably more like 16. I ended up because usually I add trend about eight weeks out, six to eight weeks out from a show. And I ended up doing another show after that. And then I ended up doing another show. Like it was one of those situations where I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't happy. So the first show was like, hey, I think I could pull this together. And in time, and I've never done like a warm up show before, so I'll do like a warm up show this year. So I, add, I was like, you know what? I got enough time. I think I added the trend like you know six weeks, four weeks out. I was like, I'll just ride that in, and then that'll be a little bit longer than I would have done for the primary show. And then wasn't happy with that show first of all. Wasn't happy with the warm up idea. I don't like the idea of coming in not your best because you still have to own that at the end of the day. So that was not oh, yeah. for me what I ever would do again. But then I did the the Target show. And then I was like, you know what? There's another show. And it's in like four or five weeks. And I was so happy with this peak. And I think if I tweaked a couple little things. So it was one of those things where like it wasn't enough time to like take a break from the trend. Because it was only like right. four weeks, you know. But, it, you know, so I, so I stayed on it longer. So that was that. I will see your 12... And your possible 16, and I will raise you to 18. 18? I did 18 <laughs> weeks once. Because I did, it was the, the dumbest year of my life. It was also the worst I ever placed. How's yeah. That? Yeah, it was, I just had so many injuries. But it was 2013. I had uh, two tears in my quad up high Ooh. during my prep. I've talked about it. It was my nightmare prep. I've talked about it before. But I did 10 weeks of trend for the show. And then after the show was a fucking huge bomb, I thought, well, North Americans is in eight weeks. I'll do that too. So I just kept going. 
And um, yeah, so that's the longest I ever took trend. And it was also like one of the worst years I ever had for placings. Yeah. So they were they were totally not correlated or related at all. You know, just, you know, trend does not make the man. Yeah. And there's years I didn't use any trend, like my early win at the Albertas when I was in fantastic condition and won easily. I didn't use any. We didn't even have trend yet. You know, it was just kind of hitting the black market again, you know, back in 99. Yeah. You know, it was like trend. Guys are making it out of pellets at the time, right? It was kind of like one of those things, right? I'm like, eh, I'll just use Sustanon. You know what I mean? So, yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things. And I think my dose would have been like 300, maybe 400 a week because I never, ever went mm-hmm. higher than that ever. So be in there somewhere. So did you guys never make the pellets or like make the trend yourself? No. Do that? I did that. No. I did that. That was the first time I no. used trend. No, second time I used no. trend. I made it myself. I had a guy make some trend and give me some. Okay. That's the sketchiest thing I ever took. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a yeah. good topic right there. Sketchiest thing you ever took. But you were you were answered thing it. Sketchiest I ever took. Sketchiest thing. Yeah, you shook up the bottle. There was like this red layer at the bottom. Yeah. And then you'd like shake it up. <laughs> and it Shaking would be the all pink. It's like Yeah, and there'd be like little things glass floating shards in it. Like in it. Oh, pellet God. floating in it and shit. And you just ah, it's just pellets. You just fucking yeah. They put them in cows, it. it's fine. Yeah, fuck they dissolve. Right? Wow. Yeah. I filtered mine. Oh like my god! The point three three or whatever filter. Oh, you did all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when when it's serious yeah. on it, the sketchiest thing I ever took was trend as well, and it was the biggest mistake I ever made because I was like a week out from my show and I didn't time my trend out right, and this is like earlier in competing, and I was like, oh, but now I'll have to stop the trend. So I asked a guy at the gym. He was like, oh yeah, man, I make my own trend. So guy who makes his own trend, it's really good. You know, he gets it from raw powders and everything. He's like, it's really good, smoothest trend you ever had in your life. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I'll bring you some in. So he brought me in a syringe of trend. And uh, I I took that. Now, mind you, this was like Monday before the <laughs> it's show. Amazing. Mind you, this is like Monday before the show. Because I was like, oh, I don't need a lot, man. I just need, you know, like a CC of it. So he brought me like a full three CCs of it. I was like, okay, it looks good. It's a trend, you know? And the guy was somebody I really respected too. So it wasn't just like some random guy. This was somebody who was very experienced. Uh, and so I take it home and I take the trend and my glute freaking swelled like crazy from it. I don't know what was in the solvent. I would, so this is a reason when people say like, hey guys, how soon should I cut my gear out before the show? This is one of the reasons that I'll say, like, you don't really need a lot of injectables that last week. And I'm telling you out of my own experience, because now I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, if I wear my suit like this, I can kind of halfway cover the lump. And now I have to glue it down and all this shit. Learn from my experience, guys. Yes, I totally But at the same token, you did randomly put a new drug in you'd never used before. That was the dumbest thing. Just want to just want to roll that out for people too, because if if you haven't been having any issues yeah. with injections your entire cycle, and you're using the exact same shit, you're probably gonna be fine. So yeah, I've had <laughs> I've had shots do weird stuff toward the end before, and I, to me, the body. I'm like, I, I'm like, I agree that 
I'll cut the test out. something with injectables. Yeah. I'll cut the test out at least, and then I'll cut the injections early in the week. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, Thursday night, I got to take that trend. You know what I mean? I I feel like I'll stay away personally. I tell people. I always take it all the way to Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday before the show. I'd take it and then get in the freaking airplane, roll out. Yeah, I was like, all right, let's go. I also I brush my teeth all the way to the show too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many people know about that one. <laughs> I I uh, I took. Some, I remember a guy gave me a like a, a Ziploc bag full of just plain white pills. Yeah, one time he's like, "Hey, take these. They're really good anadrols." Sounds legit. And I was like, "Sure," <laughs> and I just fucking gobbled the whole bag. And I had a good month in the gym, so I think they were anadrols, <laughs> but like. I don't really know. And I was just waiting for, I used to joke. I remember my girlfriend at the time, I was even joking. I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for one of these to be a fucking E. Yeah. Like, you know, get up one morning, just throw one in my mouth. The rest of the day, I'm just like, you know. That'd be a fun little game. Happen. Guy just puts one in there. Just one. Just one. Yeah. No idea what's going to happen. one in there. I'm going to wait till I see Ron at the gym fucking just losing his mind one day. Yeah. And I'll know that it was that day. Yeah, he got it. It was yeah. Wednesday that he got it. But that's how that's, that's how carefree we were. Here, take these pills. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, I made a bottle of test for you. No label on it. Yeah, sure. I'll try. <laughs> Thank it. you. Thank you. But 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 if you think about it, is it really any different than the bottle of test that says test on the outside? I mean, you don't fucking yeah, know. Nowadays. Some <laughs> random dude mailed you that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, also, I'm amazed because I have clients that do that. They just buy it online. They're like, oh, I ordered this online. It comes in looking like a toothpaste thing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. I would not yeah. put that in my body, but go ahead. And also, you know, one of the worst shots I ever had in my life was prescription testosterone. Yeah. I just no. I put, it, I put it CC in one time, and it was one of the most horrible fucking experiences of my life. And uh, one of the worst shots, and it was from prescription tests. So you just fucking never know. You never know when you're going to get a bad this or a bad that, you know. But yeah, we took some sketchy shit, you know. We're we're only talking about steroids right now, too. We didn't get into yeah. the other stuff, anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's a good question for both of you guys. Have you ever had someone, a client, just stall and prep? And it seemed like no matter what you did, they did not change. I, I'd say yeah, um, but it was because I like I knew that they were having a hard time and there was something going on. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. an absolute mystery. If someone's making progress mm-hmm. and then the progress just ceases, there's usually something going on, you know? Right. So you have to try to talk to the athlete and get them to like, you know, realize that, you know, they're the problem right now and they need to get right. over whatever their issue is and get back to being focused, you know, so that happens. Scott. Um, yeah, I, I feel like stalling and prep is like, you know what? Coaching is all fun and games until somebody stalls and you're on a timeline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like coaching can become kind of scary when you get to those points, but I feel like, Every diet at some point or another, not not every, but a lot of diets at some point or another are going to stall. And the job of the coach is to figure out how to navigate that. 
you know, there's those rare preps that like you don't really have to make many changes. They just keep getting into better shape. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that was so smooth and so perfect. And they're ready exactly when I want them to be. But there's always stuff that comes up. You always have to shift some sort of gears. And like Chris Aceto has talked about it, that like what works one time doesn't work the next. So like mm-hmm. you never know what it's going to be. But yeah, there's those times where it's somebody's lifestyle you know maybe maybe they switch jobs or something there's that but yeah there's sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like their body just stops responding and then you have to figure it out i feel like a lot of times the answer is more food that's a random blanket answer but a lot of times it's like we add more food and then you know we reset it and they keep moving again yeah have you that's funny have you you guys either either connected to it's something that i've seen recently so it's very pointed on my side but where you have a client and you start to notice during their prep that their check-ins have like a negative vibe to them. Like, you know, I have to do all this cardio now and I'm doing this and I'm not seeing this and I'll see that. And I swear every time I see it, I say to myself, shit's about to slow down. Yep. And then it does. Yep. And I'm wondering if what your guys' opinion is, is that primarily just negative energy or is it a combo of negative energy and probably falling off when you see that? Because when I start seeing people shift in that negative spot, I'm always like, you're choosing this. Like, it's very hard to me to understand the words like, I must do all of this cardio. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And they want me to like so pat them on the back. And I'm like, mm, go ahead. Here, here's my take on that. Our diet consists of more than what we put in our mouth. It's what we say to ourselves. So mm-hmm. technically, they could be cheating on their diet without going off their menu. Mm, and they're right. cheating on their mental diet. They're putting negative bullshit. Their self-talk is off the rails. They're in a bad spot. Maybe they're going through something with a you know, relationship during their prep and it's fucking them up. I've been there. I mean, I remember one year I told you when Chris Aceta was like, hey, I'll help you again. But you can't be like last year. Last year was a nightmare. I'm not helping that guy again. You were like too mm-hmm. way too stressed out about something. I don't know what was going on. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was my big breakup here. Yeah, it was brutal. I didn't realize I was so hard to diet. Hmm. You know, so it it, it or you have to remember that the diet that you're on is the menu your coach gave you, plus whatever you say to yourself, and what you mm-hmm. say to yourself can be so negative and so damaging and so distracting and. And, all, and cause so much anxiety and stuff that it can affect your prep. And you have to be aware of that, you know? And, and I think that that's exactly what happens is sometimes people get in that space where they're, it's a chore and their mental outlook is that they don't want to be doing this. And how can you expect the body to cooperate when you don't yeah. want to be doing this? I, like I've been through that. You know those times when your, your body's just on a roll and you just keep waking up looking better and better and better? Yeah. Well, they also seem to mysteriously coincide with periods where you're mentally just fucking on it. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. and which comes first, the good results or the mental outlook, you know, like there's a lot to be said about this stuff crisscrossing as to which one actually comes first Hmm. and which one causes the latter to be more effective. So, you know, you have to have the right attitude. You have to find a positive place. If your self-talk is negative, Diet's going to be sluggish, man. You're going to be pulling calories left and right to try to get things to change. I swear to God, I see it all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's why I ask. It's yeah. something I, I've I've seen and I'm like, it's weird too because you want to tell the client, like, 
I promise I'm not blame shifting, mm-hmm. but I am telling you that our results aren't what they could be if your mindset altered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because that's where that's, it's never something, and it's almost something I've, I'll probably start bringing in before preps with people because I could see if I was in their shoes and didn't understand, like, oh, of course, now things aren't working and it's my fault. You know, and this guy's supposed to be writing me my fucking diet, and he said he'd get me in shape, and I'm not. You know what I mean? It's I could I could see yeah, yeah. in their defense, I could see that happening. They're like, oh, well, now this is a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you definitely want to be, yeah, before the process, because you're right, Ron. Like, I guess that's why dieting was always easy for with me for Chris, because I literally would just be like, all right, dude, tell me what to do. Yeah, and I didn't think yep. I like I would we would take the pictures, and I wouldn't look at them. I'd just take them and send them. And wait for an answer and then yeah. move on. Like I never I never even anticipated high days like I know clients do now. I just waited to be told what was gonna happen next and I did it. You know? I found mm-hmm. that to be easier and less stressful. I was like, you stress, I'll execute. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you I, remember, I pay I remember, you to make sure I'm ready on the twenty seventh. <laughs> I remember dieting, you know, ten ten weeks. Ten weeks straight, and then Chris would send me a message like Hey, let's do high carbs tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, oh, we're doing that now? Okay, I guess uh, it's about time. Oh, yeah, I guess we're 10 weeks into it. I guess first high carb day coming up, hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And nowadays people expect a high carb day like week one, week two. Like, where's my high carb day? Yeah. Like, you got like 30 pounds to lose before I even consider a high carb day. You're, you know, you're fucking, you're a long ways from ready, dude. You know? A long ways from yep. ready. Yeah. You know? I swear, I, I, I guarantee most of these guys that you see at the top level that are having burgers and stuff during prep, they're not having those until their glutes are already strided. Right. Right. Like, these guys are already pretty much in shape. Yeah, they might have eight pounds left to lose to get really carved out, but they've got six weeks left mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. You know, or, mm-hmm. or 10 weeks left. they got 10 weeks left, and they only got eight pounds to lose. So, yeah, they can have a burger, but... Their glutes are already in. Their hamstrings are already in. Their Christmas tree's already in. Like they're not some of these people that have these high days and cheat days. They're a long ways from being in, you know. Right. And just that's my take. Yeah, I agree with you guys. That's Scott. a good. I don't really have a ton to add to that because I, I've seen that. I have seen that where you can see somebody's attitude is changing. I don't like that. I, I don't like the feeling of somebody who's resistant and it creates a, mm-hmm. a whether whether the person realizes it or not, it creates kind of an un, an unhealthy relationship with your coach, too, you know, because you, know, yeah. you got to understand that person's on your side. They're there to try to get you to look the best you can, because that's the goal that you've set out to achieve. You know, you asked right. to mm-hmm. do this thing. And if you decided you you didn't want to do it, that's OK. But. You know, I, I've I've had people I remember years and years ago, people one guy was like, I thought you were just trying to like fuck with me. You know, like I thought you're just trying <laughs> like like he saw it come together and he was like, Yeah, I thought you're just trying to like see how much I could handle. I was like, No, you know, I just really wanted to see you get into the best shape you could and you know, somebody who mm-hmm. had never done it before and then after they had gotten there. But I, I've had that and, and people who maybe have I've also seen it too, people who have insecurity. Um one person I've worked with who told me, like, you know, we I, we were we were using like really low clen, like 20. And I was like, All right, mm-hmm. let's take the clen to 40 today, you know. And uh, this person's response was like, oh, like I failed you. I didn't do a good enough job. 
and, uh-huh. and and that they feel I've ha- I've seen that happen too where people are like oh I must I must not have been you know oh we pulled food out because I wasn't doing what I should you know I wasn't doing well enough mm-hmm. we had to remove it so I I think that yeah keeping that attitude positive though like embracing changes like what more you know what more can I do to reach this goal having that attitude man it literally does change the results that you get. You know, being excited for it. What's the next step? What you know? What more right. can I do to make this happen? So, yeah. that's the fun. But those you, are the you, funnest people to coach too. You know, and you have that positive. You can feel that positive energy. And here's the other thing: as a coach, I am I'm selling an experience. Really, is what it comes down to. And I want your experience to be a positive one. And you know, I want you to look back at this and have had a great time. Because I want you to, you know, at the end of the day, I love bodybuilding and I want you to love it too. So I want your experience mm-hmm. to be positive so that you want to keep doing this. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. But I don't want you to look back at it and be like, God, that was just sucked. That was so hard, you know? I don't right. know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's a dangerous thing. It's a slippery slope with the uh, with the energy. And I, and I think you, you nailed it, Scott. It's like when you... When things are clicking, it, it, you do notice it. I have, I have a guy that's getting another guy that's getting ready this weekend, and I swear to you, it doesn't matter what I say, because he looks the best he's ever looked and has for like four weeks. And we've worked together before; like he beat his previous best weeks ago, that's and now he's great. like, "Should we eat the sandpaper or just put it on my skin?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Oh, now we're having fun," you know. Like I gave him a higher day, and he actually responded, "I don't need it." And I'm like, "No, you do." <laughs> like, yeah. I know mentally you don't, but I'm telling you, this isn't a gift. We're we're doing this it's for a reason, physical you know. Thing. So yeah, 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 not a mental thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You got anything else? Um, yeah. You don't want to go? You want me to do it? What's that? If you have one, I mean, I've I've got tons here, so it's easy. We should probably wrap soon, though. We're I know I have to get right. to work still. I've got some stuff to do. And I thought this was your work. We're good. Well, it's here. kind of part time. You know, part time podcaster. Okay. What's you got a finisher? What's uh? Well, do we have a finisher? I I got another one, but I don't know if it's a finisher. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, Dusty, to put on Ron. Yeah, finisher right got to be a good one. Like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> like what's my finishing move? You know. You know, finishing move, right? I don't know if this is a finishing move, Dusty. <laughs> I've heard it's the hairstyling. Um, anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, go ahead. Uh, the hand motions were an inside joke. Um, you had to be there. Okay. Oh, God. Did you notice, by the way, Ron, the intro of the last episode? <laughs> The do you, did you see the intro part of the last episode? Did you catch that? Yeah, you took like a, a chunk from I can't remember which piece you used though. It, it was, was funny. We were talking about you were like all I want to do is watch a mini series, and all she wants to do is <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the way anybody who clicked on it. That's the first thing they saw. <laughs> oh oh god, sakes. it's hard to get. Oh hey, speaking of mini series, we got two episodes left. In the Watcher, what do you think? It's it's good. I like it. I have to recommend it. It's fun, and I like that right. it's a little campy. Like the characters True. are really over the top and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a horror. Like you're not actually oh, scared no. because it's a little campy. Like the neighbors are so ridiculous and so like, hi neighbor. Like they're so fucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That it doesn't have. Yeah, totally. It's not like a scary horror movie it's like 
a mystery thriller where you're like, fuck, I can't wait to see who, what the fuck is going on here, you know? It's been good. <laughs> it's been good. So, uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I just got Very our finisher question. It oh, no, just you did? came through. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, can, can I do this one first because it's already preloaded? Sure, go ahead. It'll be short. Okay. What is the most important ingredient in your pre-workout and why? And do you want to say other than caffeine? I was going to say we're going to say other than water. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, mean I was being right. literal because hydration is the magic. Um, yeah, I water guess we'll and say salt other than caffeine. Are yeah. The best yeah, okay. Yeah. You, so just, you just nailed my... Water, salt. Yeah. So technically water, like a liter of water with a gram of salt in it and 150 yeah. to 200 mg of caffeine. And I'm fucking, that's as good as it gets. If I want to make things better, technically, from a scientific standpoint, mm-hmm. I would add citrulline malate because it is performance yeah. enhancing on paper. It is. Right. There are performance enhancements to it. And um, I would be on creatine. But creatine right. doesn't yeah, have to be in pretty, your pre. Yeah, not pretty, but yeah. Yeah, yep. but... You know, doesn't matter if it's in your pre. That's fine. That's good to throw it in the pre too. If it's yeah. just really easy to remember. But I would say those ingredients to me are like the most significantly impactful. I, I can't even add anything because I literally was going to say water, then I was going to say salt. So <laughs> I'll go another direction then. D ball, injectable right. D ball, injectable D ball. Yeah. <laughs> Except you squirt it in your mouth. <laughs> Actually, I heard you yeah. put it in the roof of your mouth, and in, no, okay, yeah, <laughs> right, right, okay. All right, there so here's go. the here's the big question because we haven't offended anyone in a while. Uh oh. Would you rather a take a nap at Bill Cosby's or b watch two hours of a bikini show? <laughs> There's your choice. <laughs> or watch two hours of a bikini show. Oh, uh, that's so funny. Well, I don't think Cosby would up. be interested in me. There's I that. I'd be safe at Cosby's. You'd be safe. I'd be safe at Cosby's. It could be like the tagline for the show. I think I'd be safe at Cosby's house. I think I'd be safe at Cosby's. I would trust Cosby around me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a valid point. I mean, I'm not arrogant enough to think that I would make his list of doables. So, yeah. Because they're, right, they're, perfect. Yeah. His, yeah, yeah. Not his type. Okay. Yeah, that's tight. He's not in the beards. So (laughs) I just thought the question was amazing. I'm like, who even throws that A option in there? Jesus. (laughs) Now, is Uh, the nap two hours? How long is the nap? Because two hours at a bikini show can seem like a long time. That's a long show, too. Yeah, so how Mm. long is the nap? Am I getting a 20-minute nap? It just said take a nap. It just said a nap. Now, my naps are 20 minutes, so I, I assume Cosby's home. While I'm in, while I'm napping, I assume he's the big spoon in your case. I don't know, but oh, um, <laughs> well, hey. yeah. In my case, he's in the other room. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you need someone to put your arm. <laughs> that was a good question. That was a good question. It was. It was solid. I like that. Okay. And we I, and we're well, all sleeping at Bill Cosby's house, so I would go. I would go to the show if it wasn't two hours two hours is a long time i you know Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i at the risk of coming off like the white knight here (laughs) i like uh i like bodybuilding and therefore i'm good with the current crop of bikini 
but I couldn't like I, I Andrew and I were talking about this because somebody was somebody was like Reagan on like bikini competitors. And Andrew, so Andrew's wife is uh, Rachel Berry. I be pro. Uh, mm. She's really good, you know, and, and he and I were talking about how like the level of bikini those girls put in a lot of work. So and being somebody who coaches people in bikini, like I, I get excited about it. But I, two hours, I, I can't get behind that. Like, I could watch Sorry. my client's class and then see what happens at the overall. But, you know, that's, that's yeah. yeah. They were smart. They knew to throw the time in there because yeah. I think we've all, you know, had 30 minutes in a big show. Um, but, yeah. I, I just break it down to boredom for me. It's, it's, it's not about their work or even their physique. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just boring for me to watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can appreciate it. It's, it's quite frankly, it's the same as me for watching the men's physique. Like, I think their physiques are bonkers. Yeah. I can't watch them. I can't watch their routine. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. I don't want to watch that shit. So I'll take the still pictures and be like, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. Call it a day. <laughs> well, I remember that. Remember that uh, when I was backstage at the Dallas show and the pro men's physique guys were getting ready to go on? Yeah. And I was yeah. standing back there and I was just like, what the fuck? And they're freaks <laughs> right? now. Right? Yeah. Like I was just counting counting the, the super heavyweights that weren't. Right. right? Yeah. They were wearing short like, stuff for some that reason. That guy could be a super heavyweight. That guy could be a super heavyweight. That guy could be a super heavyweight. Like six foot two monsters with like 21 inch arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When tiny little waists and big backs and their quads were tight in their shorts. And I'm just like, they were impressive. But, you know, I just don't like have much it's just a generational thing you know i just i want to see like poses you know i just mm-hmm. for sure so that's just me. that's just me mm-hmm. but the physiques are crazy like the physiques they're building are you know agreed worthy of a back double bicep scott i like the way that exactly. sounds yeah you know it's sad not to see one yeah with a back like that i need a back double i'm gonna need Wasteful. a back double <laughs> <laughs> give him more cowbell <laughs> more cowbell and more back doubles. Okay, that's the tagline. Men's physique, more cowbell and more back doubles. Okay, we do all this for you, Scott. Thanks, Thank you. I appreciate right. it, guys. Did it all? You did all the work for me. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I know. We appreciate you. Remember, mutant twenty percent off. Use our codes BigRon twenty or Dusty twenty at immutant.com. And remember, there's a Patreon, right, Scott? You got to yeah. see the Patreon. You go to the link. Yeah, thanks for thanks yeah. for reminding me. Yeah, guys, I appreciate everybody who helps to support the programming through Patreon. Um, you know, it's not huge, but you know, I, I, as believe it or not, this doesn't pay a ton. So I appreciate everybody who helps to pay for this. So thank you. Now, how many awesome. podcasts do you officially do on the Think Big Network now, Scott? Oh, we have. Well, we we end up it rotates, but we end up with about four a week now. So. For a week, it's it's basically a full time, you know, full time job for me. Plus, coaching is yeah. a full time job, so I sit here at the desk yeah. for most of the day. But I love doing it. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep. I get, nice. it. I get it. I get it. I love this stuff. Hey, if you're ever stuck for a guest on the other shows, I've been on a few of them. Yes, I'd love to come on again. I don't care which one. You guys are all awesome. Cool. I listen to snippets here and there. I let I go on the network and I'll let I'll let an episode play. I don't know which one I'm listening to. It's Blood, Sweat, and Gear, or it's 
the one about coaching or it's Andrew Barry talking about something or like, I don't know what I'm listening to half the time. Cause you guys are, are great on all the shows, but uh, um, you know, I can't tell from across the room, which episode I'm on, but it's, I like listening to them and it's good stuff. And I'd, I'd love to come on again anytime. I'd love to have both of you guys do more crossovers too. That'd be cool. And everybody loves that. Like, I still get comments yeah. that are like, oh, my God, I didn't know Dusty was on Blood, Sweat and Gear. Oh, my God, I didn't know Ron was on Blood, Sweat and Gear. So we should do right. that yeah, some yeah, more. Yeah. And people were saying they wanted to get Skip here. So we should definitely yep. plan to get Skip oh, here yeah. soon. Yeah. Why don't fun. you just go yeah. ahead and book Skip? We'll just right. book him and tell yeah. us what, what episode he's on. We'll I'll talk to that. I'll talk to him. Then we'll figure it out in the next couple of weeks. You're the then. master of the yeah. most uh, Skip at his most tanned. Yeah. <laughs> Get him on at his most tanned. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Uh, remember, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. And ring the fucking bell. Only okay. once. Only once. <laughs> There you go. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. Oh. <laughs> I like that he pulled the trigger. Amazing. He pulled the trigger. <laughs> oh.